Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Hi, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to Growth in Progress, the podcast where we have open and honest conversations about things that aren't usually discussed, but that can help us all to grow. In each episode, we spend some time catching up, share a recommendation of a book, a podcast, a TV show, or something else that we've loved over the past few weeks. And then we go on to discuss a topic that we think is really relevant to everything that's going on right now. These are often quite big topics, and you can't necessarily get fully into it within just half an hour. But we like to open up the conversation and always want you guys to engage with what we're talking about. So please do get in touch in the contact details in the show notes. Of course, if you enjoy this episode, don't forget to hit subscribe. And it means that you just won't miss any more episodes that are coming out. So how are you feeling? We're back after a short hiatus. But how are you feeling? I am a lot better. We took a very unintentional break because I got COVID um, and it was just a bit of a, it's a bit of a shit show, let's be honest, for mm. a, a couple of weeks because Taylor got COVID first and then I was like, I was almost six days behind him. So we were already isolating because he was ill and then I got ill and um, yeah, the podcast just, I couldn't make it work. I was just not, no. not well. I mean, I'm like I'm so grateful for being vaccinated because I can't imagine how much worse it could have been had I not been vaccinated. That's what I kept thinking about. Like, mm. oh my God, the like people have it so much worse than this. I was, yeah, just wiped me out. I mean, I know you've you've been there, like you know, you know what it's like, but the I couldn't even think like the brain fog was the weirdest bit. I couldn't even think of the ends of my sentences. Like I couldn't remember words, which was a very weird feeling. That was by far the worst part of me. Like the tiredness was annoying, feeling ill was horrible, but the brain fog was just beyond mm. frustrating. Yeah. So a, a podcast was not possible, but no. we are we are back and I'm feeling much better. And I'm my 10 days are up tomorrow. So I'm very excited to be able to leave the house again after basically 20 days. It's almost oh. 20 days with Taylor's oh. as well. So um you know it's nothing feels as good as going outside for the first time after that. <laughs> I know, you don't realise like how privileged you are to be able to step outside until you can't because you're isolating. I think oh, I think we did almost 20 days as well because I got sick with something else. So I didn't leave the house for a few days. And then when we got COVID, it was still when you had to isolate for 14 days. Oh, yeah. And I remember stepping outside and being like, oh, my God, fresh air. <laughs> it has been the worst thing like looking outside and seeing blue sky and it's like because we were sick over the Easter weekend so obviously long weekend it's a bank holiday here in Croatia as well and um couldn't even go out and enjoy the sun or the beach because (laughs) we were both ill um but yeah much better very grateful that I'm feeling pretty much fully recovered now so yeah and it goes to show that sometimes you just have to take a break and you have to listen to your body 
yeah oh god there was me like well I'll use this time to write blogs and get things done and <laughs> as you as usual overcommit myself and overstretch myself and it was not possible I just needed to lie down for basically five days and do nothing um but yeah how are you what have you been up to I mean I've been good <laughs> Um, I had a lovely Easter weekend and not to rub it in your face I had a lovely Easter weekend and I'm not I feel like this is a semi-recommendation that might be falling too late now but as an FYI for next year anyone who's in the UK or in like the south of the UK try and get to the Hampton Court Tulip Festival because I did that on Easter Sunday with some family members and it was the most lovely wholesome spring day like it was absolute like Hampton Court is a beautiful location anyway. Um, but their tulip festival lasts, I think it's about three weeks between like the end of April and beginning of May. And you can go around the whole of Hampton Court, see all of the tulips, but it's just stunning. Like the displays are beautiful. You would absolutely love it. Um, and it just felt like the most wholesome way to spend a Sunday. Your pictures looked stunning. And you'll be pleased to know that I had a conversation with a friend who lives in London. Anyway, I re- ended up recommending it to her because you told me about it. Oh, and and so I did look it up and it is open till the 2nd of May if anyone well, wants to squeeze in a last minute visit. But it looks stunning and I can't believe I had no idea there was a tulip festival in the UK. I had I had no idea until my cousins were like, oh, we went last year. Do you want to come if we go this year? And I was like, yes, this is like back at Christmas time. Um, and they text me like, do you want to go on Sunday? I was like, hell yeah. So we went and it was just the nicest day. And we've decided we're going to make it an annual tradition. And next time we're going to take a picnic and some champagne and sit on the lawn and have a lovely day of it. So that sounds amazing. Um, I know. We, we this is a brilliant idea we had. Um but yeah, it was just the most wholesome day. So slightly yeah. different to your last couple of weeks, I'm afraid. But I love to hear it. What's um? Should we move on to recommendations? What's your recommendation this week? Well, I've had a lot of time in front of the TV for the past couple of weeks, <laughs> um, so I have so many TV recommendations. But I'm going to recommend one that I really think one you'll either have already seen it, or two you're going to watch it really, really soon. Um, and it's our great national parks on Netflix. <gasps> no, but that sounds right up my street. Oh my god, mate, you are going to absolutely. <laughs> love it not even just because it's a nature documentary and all of that good stuff that I know you love but it's narrated by Barack Obama (gasps) so oh my god do you know what (laughs) when you recommend something like this I normally wait for Alex so we can watch it together however he is on nights and studying for an exam so I might not wait and he won't listen to this so he won't know (laughs) oh honestly it was it was just exactly what I needed. Like his voice is so calming. The footage is so, so stunning. So I'll tell you what it's actually about rather than just talking about how much I love Barack Obama and his voice. But um, <laughs> I, I just needed something that was still engaging and so beautiful. And it looks at national parks around the world. So not just in the US. Um, it starts in the US though in Yellowstone National Park which I didn't know is the first national park in the world in 1872 um and it covers obviously the US it covers Patagonia in South America it goes to Japan it covers Kenya uh Monterey Bay 
this is across I think it's four episodes in total and they're an hour long each but the facts he he just he delivers such interesting facts that I just had no idea about like now 15 percent of land is protected national park land in the whole world and then most of that has been in Obama's lifetime like how crazy is that that we're finally taking steps to protect large amounts of the planet um yeah the music is beautiful as well the footage is obviously beautiful it's just so engaging and informative and interesting and obviously Barack Obama's just oh amazing absolutely recommend giving it a watch it is nice like background or easy watching if you're just looking for something pretty pretty easy going in the evening or something like that I'm 100% going to check that out it sounds completely up our street and just like a really cozy show yeah it was exactly what I needed when I was ill just so wholesome and yeah amazing um I feel like I could talk about it all day what's your <laughs> recommendation this week mine's another tv show but this one is on disney plus and it is gordon ramsay's uncharted and i actually think we might have discovered the first series of this when we had covid um and obviously with everything that's gone on there's been a bit of a delay for the second series but essentially he travels to places that maybe aren't renowned for their culinary expertise or like um they're a bit more places that are a bit more remote he spends a week learning how to cook like, authentic dishes from the area but also travel around and it's really interesting to see through a chef's eyes I actually really like Gordon Ramsay um and he's always he's very up for giving anything a go in the show which I think is always quite interesting like he's jumping out of helicopters and all sorts um but it's just a really interesting way to watch a travel show. Like you learn loads about the local culture and the environment he's in. But you also learn a lot about the food and it really gets you thinking about food and also like sustainability and food and like living off the land more. Um, it's really fascinating. I think in this series, he's gone to, where has he gone? He went to Tasmania, um, Ghanaia, where else has he gone? I can't remember off the top of my head, but there, there's like eight or nine episodes in a series. So you you travel the world with him, essentially. Um, it's just a really fresh take on a travel show. I really like that. I've mm. not even heard of it before, but I, I will say I've only ever liked the stuff that Gordon Ramsay has done when it's not been his Hell's Kitchen stuff. Yes. Because yeah. I just, it's not that I don't like him. I just don't like the whole him in that show and the whole premise of just screaming at people. Um no. Stress me the, out. Yeah, the one that he did with like Gino, Gordon, Gino, and Fred. Um, was it on Channel Four, Channel Three? I don't I've know where. I've seen that. Oh my, that's such a great show as well, and I think that really changed my mind on Gordon Ramsay, and he's just really funny, really interesting. So him, mm. Gino DeCampo, and Fred. Can't remember his last name, but the one that's the maitre d from First Dates. Yeah. Um, they all go traveling together in like a camper van and they go to all these places and they cook and they learn about. So it's kind of a similar sort of thing, but it's a travel show and a food show. So I'm definitely going to have to give, who was it, Uncharted? Yes, it's on Disney Plus under the National Geographic part. One thing I would say is if you're a very strict vegan or vegetarian, they eat a lot of meat and they like catch it prepare it everything so if that sort of thing isn't your cup of tea um I would definitely like just bear that in mind um like I'm not going to be recreating many of the dishes they talk about let's put it that way but 
the way they do it and the way they have the conversation about it, I actually think is really interesting because it's more about living off the land rather than like like unsustainable mass production. Um, but just yeah. as a bit of a caveat, because I can imagine some people wouldn't love that element of it. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. I mean, I might mm. not make the dishes, but I think it is interesting, especially when you see that it's like a whole life cycle, isn't it? Of how yeah, people yeah, yeah. L- live with like the animals, the land and yeah. Oh yeah, and like the the history of the dishes and all of those sorts of things. It's really fascinating. Cool. I'm gonna check that out. So in this episode, we wanted to have a conversation about working on your mindset. We've spoken before about the importance of prioritizing your happiness, having a more positive outlook, but there's a whole other part of this that we really want to have a conversation about because at the end of the day, when you work on your mindset and your approach to things, it makes your whole life better um and I think it just makes you more resilient to the things that happen in life that you can't control and how you process those things but it isn't always an easy thing to do and it definitely requires a lot of hard work so we want to open up this conversation and share why we think it's really important to work on your mindset and also share some starting points that we've worked from in the past couple of years yeah I think the important thing about when we say working on your mindset there's no one size fits all because Mm. we're not just talking about how to be a more positive person like that I feel like we're towing the line of kind of toxic positivity a little bit there that I know we've spoken about before but I think like you said being able to handle day-to-day situations that come up and being more resilient or if you've identified traits in your own mindset that you want to work on whether that is having more positive self-talk or maybe having more awareness of if you'd like to improve yourself in certain ways, perhaps you realize that you you get really stressed in certain situations or you really judge people in certain situations or whatever behaviors or thought processes are kind of, you want to make a change in your day-to-day life. I think that's more what we're talking about here because it's it can have such a huge impact. It's, mm-hmm. it's definitely not a quick and easy process to change your mindset in that way. Yeah, it definitely takes time and it's an ongoing process as well. I don't think you can say, okay, on Monday, I'm going to start working on my mindset. And by Friday, it's going to be done. It's something you have to work on constantly. And I think it's a really helpful thing to build resilience, make you less reactive. Like it isn't about leaning into that whole good vibes only. It's more saying good vibes are the preference, but sometimes you're going to have bad vibes. And it's actually how you respond to those and how you process that that's more important. Like, I think if you work on your mindset, then you get you develop more of like an arsenal of tools that you can rely on when things don't go to plan because no matter how positive you try to be there will be days there will be things that happen that are just really hard to be positive about and that's okay oh yeah absolutely it's not like like let's face it no one has a good day every single day and I think the main the first step is identifying what it is that if there's something that keeps coming up that you're repeatedly struggling with is it like anxiety is it frustration Mm -hmm. is it worry is it stress is it negativity about yourself if there's certain things that keep coming up it's kind of I feel like it's really easy to be on autopilot and to just kind of cruise through and you're like well everyone has bad days and it just happens without really looking at why are you having those bad days like what is it that's 
what is it that you're really struggling with? What is it that keeps coming up for you that's really challenging? And you need you need to catch yourself doing it. I think that's the only way you can change your mindset because no one's born with a certain mindset. Like you develop your mindset, mm. you develop your core beliefs from people around you and from people that influence you. But that also means you can change it. I just feel like that first step is being aware of what are those traits that you're struggling with and what what are the changes that you want to make? Yeah, like I think it's understanding that at the end of the day, you have to make that choice and you have to make that decision. Sometimes that's going to be much easier to do than other times. And for some people, it'll feel a lot more accessible, but you're the one who controls the experience you have in life and like the way you process everything. That's not to say that when you start working on your mindset, you're suddenly going to know all the answers and be fine. It's habits, like you said, it's like unlearning something and relearning something else. But once you identify the parts that you want to work on and you have that moment of self-reflection, you can identify where you want to improve. And I don't think you have to do it all overnight. It could be as simple as, do you know what, God, I really do judge people. Like I really do have a tendency to be quite catty or bitchy or there's a lot of judgment in the sentences, in the statements I make or think perfect place to start absolutely perfect place to start because there'll be an element of that judgment is taught because of the society we live in and how it works but also you're bringing your shit to that if you're judging a woman for how she's dressing it's not really about how she's dressing it's about how is your insecurities being projected onto that and I think when I realized that although it's a really harsh reality to realize and quite confronting it's all also really freeing because then you realize that you have the power to change that yeah absolutely I I think that's a really good example that judge judgment of people because that goes back to what I was saying about being on autopilot there's so many like thought process we processes we have that are so ingrained and we think them so quickly we don't we almost don't even realize that we've thought them we've just got this feeling mm. of like ooh, and you realize you've judged someone like in a snap second yeah. you've judged someone for how they look what they do how they behave and I think that is the thing with mindset a lot of it does come down to you and your own issues and I remember listening to I think it was an episode of the mindset mentor and he was saying about like if you want to change your mindset you need to I think he recommends like carrying a notebook around for 30 days which I didn't quite do that but every time you catch yourself having like a a snap judgment whether it's about other people whether it's about yourself or Mm. if you feel anxiety or like if basically if you recognize a thought process or a behavior or a feeling in yourself that you don't like you write that down and then at the end of the like well he says every night but then at the end of the 30 days you can look back and see patterns and see what it is that you want to change about yourself and as soon as you've written them down or you're more aware of them you can actually look at them and say okay no I I do this quite a lot like I I judge people quite a lot or I find this situation really stressful or I don't speak up in this situation when I should or whatever it is that you've kind of identified as soon as you're more aware of it, you can catch yourself. Because like you said, at the end of the day, it's it's probably, it, it's a you issue. It's often yeah. not a someone else issue. Yeah, it goes back to that statement of someone saying you're too much. No, you're too much for that person. And sure, there are situations where maybe it is more appropriate in 
social settings or in professional settings where you do have to like water down your personality a bit because there are certain kind of norms that do need to be adhered to but generally speaking it's that person that finds you too much and mm-hmm. it's about them and so you don't have to entirely change your the way you are as an individual because someone else doesn't like it now obviously there's caveats to that if you're being an absolute dick then you probably do need to do some self-reflection but even then I would say where's that coming from Mm. like dig into that I think when you feel yourself making a snap judgment or whatever lean into it like lean into that feeling and ask yourself why and that's uncomfortable but I think it's where real growth happens and it isn't to say you can't judge people it's not saying you'll never judge someone again but I think it's more about saying god yeah I really judged that person for that why what is it in me like what shit am I bringing to the table that makes me judge them because really was it necessary like was yeah does that judgment make your day better no yeah yeah is it oh no, my judgment means that I'm actually staying safe from someone, which is completely legitimate, but extremely rare. Or is it me bringing my own insecurities or internalized beliefs to the table that actually maybe aren't true or accurate or even enriching me? I think it's very easy to judge and be quite reactive to other people's decisions in life. And you can feel a lot, like there's a lot of emotion in that. But it doesn't actually make you feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I feel like there is like another small caveat to that, but this is part of the whole mindset conversation that if you realize you are someone who is judging people a lot, or perhaps you have some very questionable, not very questionable, but some questionable <laughs> ab- like unconscious biases, have those beliefs come from toxic people around you, in which mm-hmm. case it may be like because let, let's face it like we we grow up surrounded by like family members friends like when you're younger you're a sponge like the chances are you've absorbed a lot of kind of core beliefs from people around you just because your parents believe that your friends believe that your family believe that mm-hmm. if you identify a trait or behavior that you want to change and you know there are people around you who are feeding into that 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 can be part of the mindset change of not necessarily cutting those people off I know that's not realistic but taking a step back and trying to detach yourself a bit more from those those conversations those people have like getting into those discussions because I know that so much of the people around you can kind of feed into your mindset as well even the same with negativity if you're constantly surrounded by negative people who are always bringing you down bringing themselves down of course that's going to have an impact on your mindset of course you're going to struggle with positive Mm. self-talk because no one around you is being positive and again not saying everyone has to be positive all the time but I think assessing your environment is also important yeah I'm not sure it's even always about positivity either is it like it's just being less reactive like if you are you know that expression you're the average of the five people you spend most time with if you're spending time with people who are very reactive to everything Mm. and it's always someone affronting them and the view of the world is quite a confrontational one that will rub off on your mindset and that will it's very easy then to start assuming everything is personal and I think one of the best things you can realize when you're working on your mindset is it's never really about you like the world doesn't actually revolve around you how someone treats you 
or speaks to you might have something to do with you, but it mainly has to do with them and what's going on in their life and how they're processing something. And when you start to realize that it isn't about you, I think it's a really freeing moment. Like, I don't know if a friend gets a bit shitty with you about canceling a dinner plan. Is it that you've canceled the dinner plan or is it actually that they have an internalized belief that if people cancel things last minute that they don't care or maybe they've had a really rough day and it's like the straw that breaks the camel's back. Either way, it's not really about what you've done. It's partly about that, but it's not entirely about that. And acknowledging that and remembering that and reminding yourself that can really pull back that reaction. So instead of you going in in a very like getting defensive and trying to defend yourself, it's like, okay, cool. And it's just a more peaceful way to be. It just, it goes back to the, you can only control how you react to things. Yes. And I think that is such a big part of mindset. Real One, realising that you can't control everything that happens around you. You can't control how other people feel or react to you, but you can control how you react to situations. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for both of us, that's been a really big part of working on our mindset and realising that, yeah. okay, we can't control this. What can we control? Our response. Our response is the only yeah. thing that we can control. And I think that's where working on your mindset needs to come from as soon as you I'm going to sound very corporate saying this but I don't really know how else to say it I think once you've moved from that kind of fixed mindset into that growth mindset space I think that's when you can make the changes and develop yourself when you realize that only you have the the ability to to change your mindset to have Mm -hmm. that internal growth in how you how you react and how you respond to situations and I think it's difficult, like it's not, it's not something that's easy and something that comes naturally, like we're wired to have emotional reactions, but even in those moments of saying, I, okay, I've had this reaction, hold on a second, what is this really? That point of reflection is really important. I think it really quickly goes to show often how actually those emotions and that turmoil that you put yourself through doesn't help you. Like it's a form of self-sabotage. If you think every time someone says something, it's an affront at you. If you go around thinking that the world is against you constantly, it's self-sabotage because sure, there will be people who don't agree with you and who you don't get on. And sometimes really awful things will happen to you that are outside of your control and that you don't deserve because it's life. However you can't go through life thinking everything is an affront on you because you won't find that happiness and that joy in everyday life. And I think we can think, oh, well, I judge people, but it doesn't come from a bad place. Yes, it does. (laughs) Like I used to think, oh yeah, no, it's not, it's not about me. Like that, no, that doesn't apply to me. Yes, it does. (laughs) And when you realize that it is just like a form of Mm self-sabotage, I think that's a real like, that's a bit of a confronting thought, isn't it? To realize that like, I've definitely found the process of working on my mindset, especially at the start, very confronting and a real confrontation on my ego. Mm -hmm. Like your ego kind of sits up and goes, no, 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 no. (laughs) And you have to be like piped down 
if I remove my ego from this situation, what's really happening? Um, and often it's self-sabotage. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like identifying the root of like a lot of what I've tried to work on, a lot of it does come down to it's being self-sabotaging. And I mm. think part of that, I don't know, it is hard to, I, I still don't identify it all the time. I still don't realise it. It's not... No these things are so ingrained in us in part because of like the society we're in, how we've been raised, like all of these different factors. And it is hard to, hard to identify. And I I do think when we're talking about working on your mindset, mistakes are part of the process. It Like you're not going to be a perfect human being. You're always going to, there's going to be a, a quick judgment or a quick thing you say or an immediate reaction sometimes. And you're like, Oh, I wish I hadn't done that. Or I wish I'd reacted differently it doesn't mean that you can't change your mindset or it doesn't mean you can't learn from that situation for the future. Like what building and working on your mindset isn't a linear, like mm. it's just not just an upward straight line of growth. Mistakes are going to be part of that process, but it's all about like for me, every time I did something, I'd be, I'd almost internally wince and be like, Oh, like, why yeah. did you, why did you think that? Or why did you say that? Or why did you react like that? Those moments are what I needed to learn from. Like, why did I feel uncomfortable about that and really sit with, and it is uncomfortable. Like it is actually Mm. so uncomfortable to sit and think, why did that really make me internally cringe at myself? And yeah, because it's something that I I needed to work on and it, it takes time. Like you kind of need to, again, it's really uncomfortable, but I feel like you do need to love the process of doing it because you're, it's a good, you should celebrate that you're doing it and that you're working on it and that you're trying to develop that self-awareness because a lot of people go through their life and never, never yeah. do that and never have that level of self-awareness. That doesn't mean you're going to be perfect at it, but it's a really good trait to, it's a good muscle to train. Yes. I think that's exactly it, isn't it? It's a muscle to train and some days you're going to mess it up, but then it's okay to turn around and go, Oh, I'm really sorry about how I reacted in that situation. I didn't actually like, that was a very emotional reaction, but I do want to like find a solution. I think if someone gives you like negative feedback or something, it's very easy to sit there and go, well, this person's bad for this reason. (laughs) Like it's a natural reaction, right? That's literally how your brain's wired to get defensive. But, and that's okay. But then it's about going, hold on. I understand why I reacted like that. I didn't love it. Can we just focus on a solution now and move past it? And just that, like acknowledging that in yourself is really powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We hope you found this conversation helpful this week. And as always, we would love to hear your thoughts and you, you can get in contact with us on all of the details, which are down in the show notes or via our Instagram page. We hope you have a brilliant week. Stay safe and we will speak to you all soon. Bye. Bye. anatomy of an ad subconsciously trigger emotions through music perfect define an opportunity imagine talking to millions of people across the u.s like i am now identify a problem creating an audio ad is time consuming offer a solution utilize cutting edge ai imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds well we did to create this ad to learn more about ai in the audio industry download the white paper from audiostack.ai